0: Good morning, Church. Good to see you guys. We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit today. I'm so excited. Um, For the last two weeks, we have been talking about the Holy Spirit. We talked about the receiving and the power of the Holy Spirit. But what does it look like to live in the Spirit? What does it mean right now today for us to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Turn with me to Galatians 5:22 to 25. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. The background of this letter from Paul to the churches in Galatia, which is modern-day Turkey, is that Paul had previously visited them on a missionary journey, but now he has heard back that another group of Jewish Christians have visited the Galatians, and they are confusing the people there because they are saying that in order to gain righteousness, to be morally right and justified before God... They needed to follow the law and specifically needed to be circumcised. So Paul writes really kind of an angry letter if you read it because he is so upset that how how quickly they give up the freedom that is found in Christ. The law was put in place to create strict boundaries and to set apart the Jewish people. But because it was impossible for sinful humans to keep the law, the law pointed out that we are all sinners, that we are in desperate need of intervention and a savior. When Jesus lived a perfect, sinless human life, he fulfilled the law. Being fully God and fully man, he was able to pay the price for all of our sin. And when we put our faith in him, we, are, we take part in his death and resurrection to new life. This new life includes the actual indwelling of the Holy Spirit. No longer do we obey the law that is on the outside of us. Instead, the law is being written on our hearts through the ministry and work of the Holy Spirit. We see this explained in Hebrews 10, 11 through 16. Day after day, every priest stands and performs his religious duties. Again and again, he offers the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But when this priest, talking about Jesus, had offered for all time one sacrifice for sins. He sat down at the right hand of God. And since that time, he waits for his enemies to be made his footstool. For by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. That's you guys. The Holy Spirit also testifies to us about this. First, he says, this is the covenant I will make with them. After that time, says the Lord, I will put my law. In their hearts, and I will write them on their minds. Romans 5 5 tells us that God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Isn't that just the coolest? As believers and followers of Christ, the Holy Spirit is actively pouring God's love into our hearts and writing his law within us. As Christians, the ministry of the Holy Spirit is active in your life right now. This is why Paul was so upset. Because the Galatians had moved from dependence on God and surrender to the process of sanctification to instead depending on their own power. They would rather have an impossible to-do list, the law was impossible, have an impossible to-do list that makes them feel like they're in control than accept the gift of grace. How often do we take the quick fix that leads to fleeting results? I'm here to tell you that when it comes to the fruit of the Spirit, there is no miracle pill 30-day program, special planner, piece of equipment, our mantra that will bring you lasting results. The only one who can change your heart is God through the ministry of the Holy Spirit inside you. Galatians 5.25 says, Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. If you want to see the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, we need to seek the work of the Spirit in our lives. Jesus tells us in Matthew 7, 7 through 8, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. We need to prayerfully ask and seek after the gifts of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, forbearance kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. We don't need to go through the entire list word for word because I believe that Paul starts off with love for a reason. If you are loving God and people well, the rest of this list will actually follow. When Jesus was asked what the greatest commandment in the law was, he responded in Matthew twenty-two, thirty-seven through thirty-nine, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Both here and in Galatians 5 22, the type of love being referenced is the Greek, in the Greek is agape. Now, there are four different types of love in the Greek language, but agape love is the kind of love that God has for us. It is unconditional and unchanging. It is not based on what the other person does or doesn't do. It is not based on the whims of our feelings. This is the kind of love that the Holy Spirit is pouring into our hearts, the ability to love people when they wrong us. The ability to love people we disagree with. The ability to love people who don't love us back. The reality that this is the kind of love we are talking about is challenging. It means that no matter how you might feel about a person, you choose to seek the highest good for them. You choose to love them you act in a loving way toward them. We recognize the work and ministry of Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. tomorrow, and I think he describes the power of what this kind of transforming love can do in his book, Strength to Love. He says, throw us in jail and we we shall still love you. Send your hooded perpetrators of violence into our community at the midnight hour and beat us and leave us half dead and we shall still love you. But be ye assured that we will wear you down by our capacity to suffer. One day we shall win freedom, but not only for ourselves. We shall so appeal to your heart and conscience that we shall win you in the process and our victory will be a double victory. This is the kind of love that not only changes you, but changes the world around you. If you are allowing God's unconditional love to be poured into you and to flow through you, the rest of the aspects of the fruit will begin to show up. When you are accepting and experiencing this kind of love, you can have joy, find peace in difficult circumstances have forbearance or patience with others. As this unconditional love overflows from you, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control will be evident in your life. So how do we ensure that we continue to produce the fruit of the Spirit in our lives? Well, Jesus answered that in John 15:1 through four. God wants your life and the work of the Holy Spirit in your life to be a testimony to everyone who knows you. Just as Jesus was the perfect example of what a Holy Spirit-filled human being looks like, we are an example of the restoring work of God through the ministry of the Holy Spirit at work in our hearts. So let me give you three tangible ways to start seeing the fruit in your life. Number one, it is the Holy Spirit that changes the human heart. If you want to see the fruit of the Spirit in your life, welcome the Holy Spirit into your everyday. What does that look like? Look for the areas in your life that the Holy Spirit might be leading you to prune away. Destructive habits are destructive thoughts. Pray for the fruit of the Spirit to manifest in your life. Talk to God about how you struggled this month, this week, this day. Romans 8, 26 through 27 says, In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Did you catch that? Did you hear that? Did you know that the Holy Spirit prays for you? That even when you are struggling and don't know what to say or where to begin, the Spirit intercedes for you. Prayer is powerful. And oftentimes it is the last thing that we turn to. We need to flip that around. Number two. If Jesus is our perfect example of what it looks like to live in step with the Spirit, get to know Jesus. Read your Bible. Spend extra times in the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Number three, spend time with other believers. We were created to be in relationship vertically with the Lord and also horizontally with other believers. This is how we grow, by learning and being encouraged by one another. If you are not regularly interacting with other believers, you're going to find growing in the fruit of the Spirit challenging. Finally, I would like to close with a story from the Chronicles of Narnia, The Voyage of the Dawn Treader. In this story, one of the characters, a boy named Eustace is turned into a dragon because of of his greed. He desperately wants to be freed from this form and he tries over and over again to rip the scales from his body. Each time he does it, he momentarily feels better. But when he looks down, the scales have returned. Finally, he allows Aslan, the lion, who, if you haven't read the books, highly recommend. um, is Aslan is a representation of Jesus in the Narnia tales. Aslan approaches Eustace and as he begins to truly rip away the scales, the process is painful. But with each tear, there is a relief that the scales are truly falling away. Finally, when the process is complete, it is as if his skin is brand new. Aslan restores him, cleans him up, and then puts him in the finest clothes. As Eustace explains what happened, he describes himself before he became a dragon. He was filled with hate and beastly on the inside. You see, the dragon was just a reflection of Eustace's heart. The outward appearance made it clear what was happening on the inside. He was a beast. God knows you. He sees your heart. No matter what mask or facade you put on when you came here today, God sees through it. He knows about the addiction that you're struggling with. He knows that you don't want to forgive that person. He knows about the problems in your marriage. He knows about the anger that you don't want to let go of. He knows about how much you wish you were someone else or had someone else's life. And maybe that comforts you, and maybe that terrifies you, but I promise you that it is good news because he loves you right where you are at. He knows what is going on in your heart, and he wants to meet you right there. He wants to give you the gift of his spirit. He wants to rip away the scales. It's not something that you can do on your own. You will keep failing if you keep trying to just be a better person. Instead of doing it on your own, surrender. Admit your sin to him. He already knows about it. So confess it. Ask him by the spirit to change you from the inside out. Spend time getting to know God. He knows you completely and loves you. Start getting to know him. Then get into community with other believers. Find a place where you can be honest. Share your story so that others may be encouraged. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit that even in the midst of our sin, that you meet us there, but that you don't leave us in that place, that you offer restoration and healing. Lord, I thank you of the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Lord, help us to see the areas that you wanna prune away, the areas that you want to tear from our hearts so that we may become more like you, that we may live in fullness not just for ourselves, but that so we may be encouragement to others, that we may be a living testimony of you, Lord. May our lives point to who you are and the work that you are doing in them. In your holy name we pray. Amen.